A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, Prince of peace, Son of God and Son of Mary, We approach you tonight in faith. We believe that you are here just as you were there 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. So you are still here with us in the Blessed Sacrament, a great mystery. Lord, increase our faith in your real presence here, the gift of yourself under the veil of the sacrament. Mother Mary, St. Joseph, help us to contemplate tonight this great mystery, God becoming man out of love for us to make us men and women, sons and daughters of God. This great exchange that was totally unmerited by us, which speaks to the great divine mercy of God who humbled himself to become our brother. 
So Mary, we crown you the queen of this night as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. In this account that St. Luke writes, he's throwing down the gauntlet and declaring this little baby the Christ and the Lord. Jesus, may you become for us more and more a Savior, a Redeemer, our Lord, and our God, but our friend and companion as well. I think one of the reasons why Jesus wanted to be born of Mary to become a baby was so that we wouldn't be afraid of God. Jesus didn't want people to follow him out of fear. He wanted to attract people to himself by his goodness, by his mercy. Because he could have come down from heaven however he wanted to. He could have come down as a fully grown man with angels accompanying him, blaring trumpets with thunder and lightning and earthquakes, announcing his arrival, scaring the rulers of this earth. But he didn't do that. He was born in this little obscure town of Bethlehem outside of Jerusalem in a, in a cave and then laid in a, in a crib in a manger. None of us got to choose when or how we were born. Jesus is the only human being that got to choose how and when he wanted to be born. And look at how he chose to be born. Look at where he chose to be born. What does that say about God, almighty God? Could have done it however he wanted. And he chose to do it with such simplicity, poverty, even silence. There was no pomp and circumstance. 
but the angels couldn't contain their joy. And they must have gotten permission from the Father to come down and appear, not to the kings, but to the shepherds. Because Jesus would become the good shepherd par excellence. And these particular shepherds, you might know, tradition says, raised the sheep that would be used in the temple. The lambs that would be used for the Passover sacrifice. So they had to be unblemished lambs. So they would watch over these sheep very carefully. And so isn't it providential that these shepherds who were watching over sheep that would be offered as a sacrifice, an atonement for the sins of the people of God, would be visited by the angels and led to the Messiah, the Christ, the Lamb of God, who would take away the sins of the world once and for all. And then the city of Bethlehem, the town of Bethlehem, literally means house of bread. House of bread. And I heard recently that, I think in Aramaic, it meant house of meat. So, the bread of life, Jesus, the bread of life was then laid in a manger. So for you French speakers out there, manger, or Italians, you know, manja, that's where we get the word manja in Italian, but manger is a feeding trough. And so the bread of life was laid in a feeding trough in the city or the house of bread, offering himself to become our spiritual food, to nourish our hearts with faith, hope, and love. And then John the Baptist would say of him that he's coming to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And it's this fire that we see here tonight, these flames, they remind us of this Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, the paraclete, the advocate, the counselor, who is given to us as a promise, as an inheritance, so that we too can be born in to God, born again in spirit and in truth, and be united with God in spirit and truth. So that our very nature, in a sense, is now tied to Christ's divine nature. We are given a little bit of a, a share, if you will, in his divinity. And we become children of God. He became a son of man, of woman, so that we 
could become sons and daughters of God. So, in a sense, we can say that he really believes in us. God is fully invested. Some of you might have investments that you make with your money, and nobody just wants to throw their money around, right? You want to try to invest in companies that are going to be profitable. Well, think about God investing him, his very self in humanity by becoming one of us. That's how much he believes in us. That's how much he loves us. So in his mind, in the mind of God, we were worth saving. You were worth saving. And not just saving, but you were worth transforming and uniting to himself. He saw you as worthy of being loved and united to and united with. He saw you worthy of communion and friendship. Sometimes we all struggle with believing in our own goodness or believing that God would want to be my friend. That God is so interested in my life. But he is. And again, by becoming one of us, he shows us that. That he is that interested. And by staying with us in the blessed sacrament like this, it's... It's a way for him to prolong his real presence all throughout time until the end of time. You've heard me say it here before. God, we know that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father in heaven, in glory. But he's also here in time on this altar here tonight. So he's outside of time and in time, all at the same time. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. And we can't fully comprehend that, but we can try to appreciate it and be be grateful for it and to believe in it and hope in it and trust in it and depend on it more and more. Because what we don't see with the naked eye, but only with faith, is that there's all kinds of power coming out from Jesus here tonight. There's all kinds of divine light and life being poured out upon us. If you're familiar with the divine mercy image and those rays of blue and red color coming out representing the blood and water that poured out from his heart when it was pierced with a lance, when he hung dead on the cross, symbolizing the fountain of life, the fountain of sacramental life for the church, well, here tonight we have the source himself, and from him, flows out 
those graces, that mercy, his Holy Spirit. And if you're open to it, it can renew your mind and it can transform your heart. Sometimes it's rather unperceptible. But sometimes it's very perceptible. You might be moved to tears. You might feel a tingling in your body or a warmth in your heart or a peace come over you or an image come to your imagination or a word come to your conscience. This is, this is the Holy Spirit revealing to you the heart of Christ and the mind of Christ, the love of God, the Father, the Lordship of Jesus. Jesus is here wanting to reveal himself to you tonight in a new way, in a personal way, in a powerful way, in a healing way, in a merciful way. You've made the effort to come out tonight. And so you can have an expectant faith. You can expect Jesus tonight to touch your heart in a new way. To give you his peace. To build you up. To reassure you of your value, of your worth, of your goodness and your truth and your beauty. As his brother or sister, as a fellow child of God, the Lord wants to build you up, not tear you down. And he does believe in you, and he wants to give you permission to believe in yourself, in a sense, to believe in your own goodness. And you don't have to do anything to make God believe in you. Let me repeat that. You don't have to do anything to make God believe in you or to make him love you or to pay attention to you. He's always paying attention to you. He always cares about you. He's always wanting to help you and support you. Even when perhaps people around you aren't being so supportive or understanding. The Lord is with you. And he's here tonight in a special way. And so... We invite you, Lord, to bless us tonight in a new way. Let's pray together on activation before I cue up the music again and, and, and come through the aisle to bless you. So just repeat after me. Come, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. I need you. I want you. 
I welcome you. Come into my heart. Renew my mind. Speak to me so that I can know how much you love me and how much you believe in me. Deliver me from my fears and worries and anxieties. Deliver me from my shame and guilt. Deliver me from my anger and resentment. Jesus, show me your face tonight. Sanctify my imagination. Speak to my heart. I want to know you better so that I can fall in love with you more and more. Help me to realize, Jesus, how much you love to be with me. Help me to realize how much you love to see me and fill me with your joy, the joy that you share with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Bring me into communion with you through the intercession of Mary and Joseph. And may your peace fill my heart. Make me an instrument of your peace and reconciliation with my brothers and sisters. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart more like yours. Amen.